Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting you closer to the TV shows you love. I'm Ashley Ray, a comedian, writer, and former TV critic, and each week my friends, fellow comedians, actors, writers, will drop by to dive into the best TV shows we're all talking about right now. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Fidelity. Can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. TV Club, I am really excited for this episode. I, I had to bring on some some just brilliant minds to get into this week's TV news because so much is happening and in the in the end of the year so many shows that aired so many things that are shifting shows that are getting canceled I just I had to bring people together who who know how to discuss the topics uh, so you know Lindy West and Megan Hatcher Mays uh, from text me back their amazing podcast where every week they talk about politics uh, what's going on in their lives their text threads uh, they just bring together everything with such a politically smart point of view sincerity uh, it, it's just one of my favorites to listen to so I'm so glad you joined me Megan, Lindy, hello. 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 Thanks. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you for having us and for being so nice. <laughs> I know. It's like, yo, we are smart. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I hope we can do this interview by the end of the year because I, I need you both to help me make sense of so oh many boy. things that are going on. Uh, let's just dive into all of the TV news that has come out recently. Uh, the Critics' Choice TV nominations came out last week. Uh, great shows that came out in 2023. I think we can all agree. Yeah. So many good shows have come out. Um, question, was The Morning Show one of the shows that came to mind for you? Or was it a show you watched? <laughs> Did not <laughs> know like... that it was still on. How many? <laughs> I, I remember, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I watched the pilot. I think. It, but that feels like 10 years ago. And yeah. maybe I'm it thinking of another show. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. it was before COVID. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being like, that was, yeah, that was fine. Like, I, I didn't watch any more of it, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, it, what the show was in its pilot and what it is today, completely different shows. If you oh, jumped okay. now, you would be like, what is, <laughs> what is happening? What do you mean? They like are getting bought by a space station. What? Yes. Okay. Now I'm hooked. Yeah, that sounds better than what I watched. <laughs> really good. It's, I, <laughs> well, that's it's, amazing. Yeah, and you know, in the beginning, it was this kind of truthful telling of of the Me Too experience on a morning show. Mm. Uh, it pulled from real life, and then somewhere around like when COVID happened, they gave the main character COVID and she like has, she basically goes into a fever dream and rethinks her whole life. And they go, let's just redo the whole show around this, jump ahead two years and <laughs> nothing that happened before happened. And now we're all just brand oh, wow. Well, it uh, certainly sounds like one of the best TV shows of 2023. What do I know? Yeah. I I never well, I never watch it. I have like a vague sense of it existing. Uh, no offense, of course, to Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. No, not at all. I would say that that's probably Apple TV's <laughs> claim. Uh, if there's one thing Apple TV hates doing, it is promoting the shows they make. Uh, I know um, it's weird because they low key have some of my my favorite shows. Like I uh, I had like a free month of Apple TV and I watched them all, and I was like. Hey, Severance, this is nice. This is good. Uh, I never got around to watching Morning Show. But that does, the way you describe it reminds me of, uh, and again, I, I love this woman, Shonda Rhimes, but every season of her show starts out like hard hitting. It's scandal. We're in DC. We're doing this stuff. And then by season three, it's like the president is a Yeti. And, <laughs> and I mean that with all love. Like that's, I love a good, complete psychotic arc. 
<laughs> oh god like one of the news anchors her brother helps participate in january 6th Ooh. she goes to orbit with a elon musk stand-in who's played yes. by john ham oh uh, yes I mean, I, you're not saying anything that I don't like. I, now I got I got to get into this. You're selling me my subscription. You're selling me the show harder than Apple TV ever did. At the Critics' Choice TV nominations, the morning show got the most nominations of any okay. show, leading fans of the show to go, "What? How? Why?" Like, we're fans of, I, I watch every episode, and I'm scratching my head, like, "Okay, sure." Maybe sure. the critics don't know that there are other shows on. Yeah, I, I do know <laughs> that sometimes. There are so many shows. And I don't know. I think it's a case of a lot of big names. They brought in John Hamm. So I think that got a lot of uh, just attention. And when it comes to things like the Emmys, I know most of the Academy voters aren't actually watching things. So when there's like a Ted Lasso sweep, I know it's because they're like, everybody told me that's good. But when it's the <laughs> critics' choice, I'm like, wait what <laughs> I yeah that's weird critic. stuff right yeah, i mean i remember when we were making shrill um on hulu Amazing my show, show. <laughs> uh <laughs> you know i'd never made a tv show before and i do specifically remember having calls that were like okay how hard do we want to go for awards do we want like do we want to try to get awards <laughs> or do we not want to try yeah. to get awards and <laughs> I was like, try to get awards. And everyone else was like, let's not try to get awards. <laughs> and then oh. I was like, oh, awards are fake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I never mind. Thing, you dedicate money and press kits to, and you get right. your name out there and people vote. And even with critics, that's how it works. Even the stuff that gets covered by critics, it's did someone go, hey, let's really do a PR push and make sure people get screeners and get this in the hands of people. Or did they just go, and eh, when it's out, people will see it maybe. So, <laughs> I mean, really, I just wanted to win an award so I can wear my wedding dress again. <laughs> That's a huge priority for me. It still yeah. has not happened. Uh, it's, I, it's, you know, if the morning show can do it, I truly <laughs> believe who this knows podcast, this, this podcast, this podcast is going to win an Emmy. This could you, win just a <laughs> you just wait. But the morning show won. It, it got the most. Uh, a lot of other sh uh, shows nominated that you would expect to see the uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, the bear. Uh, a lot of people upset because the bear was nominated as a comedy instead of a drama, uh, which is just a continuing controversy for the show. Uh, <laughs> have you seen it? Either of you? Well, one thing no. about me is that I haven't seen any good show. <laughs> so, I was just going to say the I same respect thing. That. <laughs> I feel like I can't watch any show that I think might be stressful. And I get that the bear is probably not. So I, I don't know. But I was like, everyone seems to be yelling in a kitchen. I don't know. I, yeah, working real. at a restaurant is stressful. That's yeah. a lot. That's very stressful to me. So I have a tendency, and I think Lindy's the same, where I, I really love to just watch something I've already seen. Very cozy, very comfortable. <laughs> I know what to expect. Uh, and ideally, if there's like 78 seasons of it, that is, that's my sweet spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but for shows like that, uh, like the like prestige dramas i will wait until every single episode has aired and then i will watch it straight through that is easier for my mental health <laughs> to be like yeah. i know that this is going to end instead of getting invested and then i don't know somebody maybe the the waiter no sorry maybe the chef turns into a bear after season three, I don't want to be surprised like that. You know what I mean? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what I'm getting into. I like a morning show style. They, the bear sends a bear to space. I don't know. That could happen. It sounds like. It uh, so I just like want to be ready. So I'll just watch reruns of something I've already seen until every single episode of the bear airs and then I will watch it. I yeah. think that's really fair. It is a stressful yeah. show. The way that they do it, like they put every episode out so you can binge. I think they have to because it's so stressful. I don't want to be in suspense wait. and that kind of stress. You know what I mean? I that I that's how I watched Breaking Bad. I was like, I cannot live my life week to week like this. I have to watch it all. And uh, the same is kind of true for Better Call Saul, although I haven't I haven't gotten into. But it's like this is too too stressful for me because <laughs> I'm just a baby, really. At the yeah. end of the day, <laughs> uh, same. And when, I'm also weird. And when uh, <laughs> I, I realized we would be discussing the top shows of 2023, I went and looked up the top shows. 
of 2023 and um some of them i haven't even heard of and <laughs> none of them have i watched except for jury duty which i watched a few episodes of with megan at megan's house and that is the extent of my knowledge because i just watch antiques roadshow on <laughs> on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it does. It feels a little bit like we're regressing. You like, because Linda used to be a television and movie critic. And I feel like you used to really be like up to speed, like what was going yeah. on. And now I think we're both just, and I would like sometimes go with you, to like movie screenings and stuff and whatever. And now I think we're both just like, goodbye. I'm so tired. <laughs> I think you have to take breaks, especially when you're a critic and you watch so much, you get into it. You have to pay so much attention for so long. I I've even, I've hit a wall where like, I like had to step back from TV criticism. I like love to focus on stuff for the podcast, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to break a TV club rule right now. I, t- I took a break from TV for like Gasp. a week. Ooh. And I watched I watched movies, films, Ooh. old movies, Ooh. and like, well, and also a new, I watched May, December. That's what started it. And oh, I was like, I feel something awakening. I was like, <laughs> I was like whoa, so what if I, what, I can just watch a movie, like an old one, <laughs> one that nobody's talking about, no one cares about, that right. it's just going to feel good. Yeah. Oh my right. <laughs> There's no it's news crazy. peg. You're nope. not like, oh, this is, yeah. I got to get this review done by the premiere or whatever. Yeah. No. It's not just a for cutting... pleasure? Just doing entertainment <laughs> for pleasure? Can you it's imagine? Pleasure. <laughs> it's not a cutting satire of our times. It's just nice. Okay. Just nice? Sold. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. watched I watched Elf for the first time. <gasps> Elf is really so, good. So cozy. What a cozy. What a great I, time. It mm. just... So pleasant, you know. I feel it's like really there's nice. been there's been like an elf backlash. I feel like oh, the last no. I I don't know where I've seen this, so don't quote me. But I feel <laughs> like people have to take nice things and complain about them. Which okay, yeah. I do that, but yeah. <laughs> when other people do it, it's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with elf. Elf's really funny and cozy and nice. Yeah, so. yeah. there's a little bit of backlash of like things millennials like. You know, oh, it's like normal. Yeah. I think normal yeah. intergenerational stuff where like Gen Z are like, that's embarrassing. It's, that's cringy. Yeah, it's cringe. It's it like, doesn't sure. have Riz and um, whatever. <laughs> I, just to reiterate, I'm very old and I don't care. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. I, I, I await your arrival at my destination because you will get there. So, yeah. Thank you. And I hope you have as much fun as I do being here because I love it. Oh, I love it. a blast. <laughs> Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. TV, I say. The next next stop in our in our our TV news this week, uh, George Santos agreed to do an interview with Z-Way. Uh, Z-Way tweeted and was like, I think you'd be a fabulous guest. A lot of people were pushing for this. Uh, his people responded immediately. George did, said, let's do it. A little bit later was like, it was so nice chatting with you, uh, which made it unclear if, and, and, and you know, and obviously these things happen. By the time people are tweeting about it, the interview probably was already recorded. And so it's like, I don't know, did it already happen? And he's saying, thank you for doing it. Or was this just a pre-screening before an interview? We don't really know. Uh, but pretty polite vibes for an interview he should be terrified about if he is at, <sighs> in any way aware of who's he right is. or enraged yeah afterwards you know yeah it, the the, it, the thank you that was so nice was the most baffling part for sure yeah that part it's me it's pure hubris 
pure hubris. The thing is, George Santos has fallen prey to the scammer's curse, which is every scammer thinks they're a genius because they get away with it for for a really long time. And there's no reason this should have gone on as long as it did, by the way. Like all of this, all of his his prolific scamming was known before he even got elected. And for whatever reason, New York Democrats did not take advantage of it when they had the chance. And so when you're a scammer and you get that far down the road of scamming without facing any consequences, you think you are the king, the king of scam, the king of fraud. And that's what he thinks is happening. He thinks he's, you know, hot shit because he up until this point, up until he was literally removed from Congress (laughs) and like not face a single consequence and maybe is facing some fraud, like federal fraud charges, (laughs) allegedly TBD. So I'm sure he's thinking, just like every idiot criminal, he's going to go on Dateline and be like, no, I didn't. I yeah. didn't do it. You'll he's going mm-hmm. yeah. to convince Keith that yeah. he's innocent. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> like, no, you're actually really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, so dumb uh, and just got really lucky, I think, with his uh, scammer lifestyle. And so to come at Z-Way, one of the most, and I again say this with a lot of love, one of the most stressful individuals I have ever laid <laughs> my eyes upon and think you're going to outsmart Z-Way in a Z-Way interview. This man has been destroyed and he doesn't even know it. If they have filmed an interview, he's he's already dead and he doesn't even know. <laughs> I think he, no matter what it, what it comes out like, he will believe he did an amazing job, oh, that man. he handled the questions well, that it was, he was totally <laughs> It's it's going to be great. Some people are upset. They don't feel she should give him a platform uh, and sure. we shouldn't encourage this kind of thing. Uh, and to that I say, well, George Santos is currently selling $200 cameos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I wouldn't do. worry about it. I don't think that yeah. the, Z-Way, one, Z-Way is one of the few people I think you'd want to get to be the person to give a platform to the world's worst people because she very effectively destroys everyone who goes on the show like even people she likes <laughs> yeah even her friends you know it's like this is just uh, Adam Holly and it's, it's like just foolishness to have gone if he, if he did very foolish i would not have advised it would not have advised it but he's too smart for his own good that george santos uh but also what's he going to i don't know i guess i shouldn't say what's he going to do run for president because he because Megan might, I don't Megan. know. Megan, no, don't. Yeah, I'm sorry, stop. I put that out into the ether. <laughs> but there'd, um, be, there'd be at least 20% of voters who would be like, that's yeah. kind of funny. I, I saw him on Z Way. I kind of liked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea there's like a crossover between people who watch Z Way and people who might know for George Santos. <laughs> I guess that is also possible. But, um, but the thing is, he is one of the few Republican scammers who actually did eventually face a consequence, unlike Donald Trump, right? So it's like, I think it's okay. This is if if slash when he goes on Z Way, it's mostly just going to be the most vicious dunking yeah. this yeah. country has seen in some time. So it's. I all mean, right. I guess it's like okay. arguably, it's just another step in the clownification of America. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. is it our greatest problem that we need to be um, think piecing and discoursing about? No. Who cares? No. Nope. Don't no. worry about it. Hey, I don't know. You know. what? It is a circus, so go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it's not fine, but I, it's not my fight that I'm going to pick. Yeah. Right? You know? it's There's other things. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to laugh. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to buy a cameo. I don't think you should put money directly <laughs> in his pocket. But, you know, laugh at the jokes. Yeah, also, <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I will say that... Um, there is something actually really sweet and cozy <laughs> to, uh, about a man going on Z-Way and not even knowing what happened and just moving yeah. on with his life. Like, that's so... Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. how nice to be it's that like, kind of a person? To just yeah, be honestly, like, oh, that was like nice. insulated. It, it's yeah, like a, it's beautiful. It, 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 it's like a TV show or a movie where like the main character doesn't know he's dead. He's like a ghost and he doesn't know that he died. You know oh. what I mean? And then like yes. Haley Joel Osment has to be like, you, you died. Yo. There's a video of it. <laughs> yeah. It was on Instagram at Z-Way. <laughs> oh no. And the memories you know? come flashing back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every person who's done the show, I almost want to do a post interview. Like, so what? What that should be a podcast, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. 
You know, I'm going to pitch that. I'm going to pitch that. That's, That's an idea. A good one. <laughs> Uh, our, our last bit of, of TV news, uh, we were going to talk about political TV shows and stuff. And obviously one of the best ones is uh, uh, The Good Wife, a classic. Never uh, watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did watch it. I actually did watch that one. I got real hooked on it up until that weird fight between Juliana Margulies and Archie Punjabi. And, and now I feel like I've got some additional context for what yes. might have allegedly gone on on the set of The Good Wife. So I basically watched up until the point when it got weird with them. Like yeah. You could tell they yeah. were filming in different locations and using stand-ins mm-hmm. and like a lot of like... So uh, weird. Yeah, just like voiceover stuff to make it seem like they were in the same room. And I was like, the energy of the show is off. Uh, and then Juliana Margulies did a, and also of the morning show to also, oh. she's that now. For uh, now. Well, we'll see. Well, so she, she did a podcast <laughs> and I guess this podcast had been out for like a week and no one really cared. And suddenly people actually started listening to it and posting clips of it on Twitter because she says some wild stuff uh she says that black and brown people are brainwashed to hate jewish people uh she said that because she plays a lesbian on tv uh that's the morning show where she plays uh the love interest for uh (laughs) reese witherspoon's character um who also gets her brother arrested for participating in january 6th it's just a very all out there uh but because she plays that lesbian character uh, she understands the the gay struggle, uh, and that's why she can't understand why <laughs> gay and queer people are supporting Gaza and Palestine, uh, and that we're also brainwashed. Um, she said that she has always been there to support the Black community, and she, during 2020, during George Floyd, uh, she was one of the first people to post <laughs> on her Instagram, a thing she said with complete sincerity. <laughs> and wow. she's shocked that black people aren't standing uh with israel now uh and that those are the comments and wow uh well the reaction the reaction was swift she put out a, an apology pretty quickly through her team to be like hey i didn't mean to so discord and separation i'm just always trying to bring people together but she also kind of like, but I said what I said. <laughs> Standing on business, I did say it. <laughs> yeah. Among well, the worst, the worst whiffs of any celebrity statement I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's so multifaceted. Like she failed yeah. in so many directions. And congrats, honestly, congrats. It's unbelievable it's stuff, Juliana. Satirical. I mean, it, it doesn't feel real it feels like I, you i have to you have to love the i posted a black box on instagram because even at the time i pretty I like every activist i knew was like the, why are you doing you that? have to do more than post the black box like even then there was like critiques about that the, as a form of activism the and backlash was, like, was at the same time <laughs> yes like, it was it happening was, like concurrently yes with the posting of the boxes like we don't even do that anymore like, for a while it was like ever there was a different color box for every tragedy and now we don't even do the boxes anymore also to announce that your support of black people not being murdered by the police was conditional on them later not doing whatever you want. I mean, like <laughs> activism isn't necessarily transactional in that way. I mean, it's very weird to like ha- have that kind of sense of entitlement for your support. And it's like, after listening to that podcast, why would they want to be, <laughs> why would they want to work with you? You're kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> you seem sort of mean and strange. So mean, and you, I don't like the things you're saying. And so, uh, you know, as we said, there was a big feud on The Good Wife uh, between Archie Punjabi and Juliana Margulies. And people didn't know what happened. Why all of a sudden can they not even film scenes together? And I think this podcast answered all of those yes. questions. <laughs> Certainly a, la- wondering. <laughs> a layer of context like, has been provided. For yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't even need to know exactly what Juliana Margulies said to Archie. I just know she said something. I just yeah. know she said something on that set. And she said probably a lot of things. And people were like, can we just... I, I mean, can't. Because you have a filter on when you're doing any kind of an interview, even if you are an entitled celebrity who Mm -hmm. says whatever. 
what on earth does she say off of the podcast? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh no, ma'am. Well, good thing she got that good morning show money. Oh, she'll probably be fine, to be honest. I'm not worried about Juliana Margulies, but that uh, she is... Hasn't, she hasn't, so far, she hasn't faced a single repercussion. No one is calling for her to... They didn't even really ask her to apologize. She just kind of did it because I think she saw how angry people were. Uh, <sighs> but there's no, there's been no threats to her career, uh, unlike people who have spoken out to stand with Gaza, who have lost jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seems like things will be fine and she'll probably be out back on the next season of the morning show to <laughs> i don't know be weird i've go to I've, space go to space again to help yeah. get her girlfriend out of prison because she helped get her arrested i it's it, it actually i could see them doing that yeah. she can oh, go wow. to space and teach the martians a lesson about <laughs> inclusivity and inclusivity yeah uh, yeah and so, instagram boxes uh, yes and how important those are make sure you're always posting your, your Instagram <laughs> that's how you do it that's how you do it hey Fidelity can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app with Fidelity it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score and then when you're ready trade US stocks and ETFs with no commissions that's right I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. was the tv news i had to talk through for the past week because i've just been like what is there's so much happening what wow can we please just slow down with all of this uh and now it's time to slow down i feel like it's that part of the year where if you send me an email i'm gonna act like i didn't see it because why are you pretending we're doing anything uh and it's when you know it's the holiday season you get to start putting like rum in your coffee uh, like on Christmas Eve and you just watch TV all day and, and it's the best. Uh, so I have been cuddling up with my, my favorite cuddly shows. Uh, we, we wanted to talk to you two about the shows that you love to kind of revisit, um, those shows that maybe you're nostalgic for that, that make the season. Uh, and you, you sent over some amazing lists of, <laughs> of, just, of just great stuff. Uh, but I'm curious if there's anything in particular that you're digging into over these next few weeks. Uh, you know, uh, there are some TV shows that meet that brief for me. But for me, I become like a real movie person over the holidays. Uh, so Lord of the Rings is my absolute go to like holiday, you know, immersive experience. <laughs> like I, I think, as I've noted, I really love something that you can just immerse yourself in for like 40 years at a straight and you don't have to get up off the couch um and because they're like they're three hobbits three lord of the rings there's a whole mini series you know okay rings of power that's a tv show um you know it's like (laughs) it's like and you know i don't know i'm not uh, i love a good secular christmas yes i just finished my rewatch in fact because uh because we have some big plans to discuss it it's good. It's really good. It, it's one of those shows. It's I guess it's kind of like the heydays of Game of Thrones, where it takes you a minute to f- like get the wheels spinning a little bit. Uh, but once you kind of figure out what's going on, it's like, oh, who's that mysterious stranger? So there's a lot of like really fun reveals about different characters and who they actually are and who they're pretending to be and all of that. So that's really fun. Um, so w- I love a good Christmas time. Uh, you know, pour out, pour out the eggnog, get out the Pennsylvania Dutch, crack open. My Blu-ray copy of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, because <laughs> I will continue to purchase physical copies of things. I don't trust same. the streamers. I know. Same. Um, and just like watch that for like the entire week between like Christmas and New Year's, like over and over again. It's very, it's alarming. 
what I get up to, but that's what I like. I love that. I, I'm I'm not too far off from that. I love to dig into kind of weird stuff that's not particularly Christmassy, but just feels good because it's like yeah, you know, world. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and Lord of the Rings is a little Christian allegory. Close enough, you yeah. know. <laughs> Um, I will say, if I'm answering it honestly, like, what am I actually watching? I am switching back and forth <laughs> between a rewatch of Wheel of Time. I've been, re- mm. <laughs> which nobody likes except me, I think. Um, <laughs> I which is season and loved it. I did. Okay, good. It's good. It. Thank you. I have read the books, which oh, is wow. oh wow, a lot. <laughs> so I'm rewatching that. And then sometimes that gets a little bit too stressful <laughs> because I'm, <laughs> I'm like Megan. And then I will switch over to my current coziest watch, which is, um, I mentioned it earlier, um, British Antiques Roadshow. There are several uh, uh, seasons on Amazon <laughs> um, and which is actually annoying because it on Amazon, it'll show you how many seasons exist, but it doesn't have all of them. But so it implies that there are 43 seasons for me to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's actually only three available and it is maddening. So like I will watch Wheel of Time until I get too stressed out <laughs> because they're like yelling at each other and <laughs> there's monsters. And then um, I will switch over to Antiques Roadshow for like an hour and then I'll switch back. Um, Oh, but also last night, another thing that I find extremely cozy is like any kind of like a dateline, a forensic files. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, yeah. Any documentary about a cult. So like, obviously, I've burned through both Twin Flames documentaries. I I was going to ask, did you do both Twin Flames? I did both. Love His One, Mother, Cult of Mother God. So I don't have Max, um, but I'm about to do a trial so that I can watch that one. I just started last <laughs> night this um the one about the evil doctor on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. oh my yeah, god. I haven't watched Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet, but I know him from 2020. Yeah, his 2020 on, episode. <laughs> he was on the con and then they also yeah. did a scam goddess episode. So actually I was like this these we've heard all of this. I oh I hadn't heard still. any of it before. I didn't so know but I will so, say none of the okay. other things had the actual like relatives of the victim. So I oh, really yeah. like that part of it because everything oh else you know, talks about all the people who died, but you don't actually like know that he did this entire documentary with footage with like the girl from Russia. And like after they left with the cameras a week later, she's like, this is a piece of crap. I'm dying. It's, it's so good. It's so devastating. It, it, like it, it's, it's tough because there's nothing funnier than a scammer in a certain way. Like, but it's so tragic, especially when you're seeing these interviews with these people who lost their loved ones for truly no reason. Cause this man mm-hmm. is a maniac, but the part that's funny is like, and it's not funny. It's horrible, but where I'm at in the, in the series, I think there's like five or six episodes and I'm on episode two. Uh, he's planning his wedding his wedding this journalist uh and she, he's like yeah so the pope is gonna officiate yeah, yeah we're having like, it at the pope's ma'am. house <laughs> <laughs> and um putin's gonna be there and obama's gonna be and there gonna be and there. she's like oh how's that gonna go <laughs> Yeah. And she sort of tries to like draw a line at Putin. She's like, "Hun, babe, do we have to have Putin?" Yeah. And, and then he's, he's like, okay. he's like, he's "Well, we have to invite like... we have to invite Putin or else he'll be offended." <laughs> and then like, what's the, the I love watching the part where the scammer is barreling toward the thing the thing. Like, what yeah. do you mean? They they sent out invitations and then I'm like, if I'm the fiance, at no point am I like, okay, what's Putin's address? I got to mail this invitation. Like, yeah. there's so many. Obviously, yeah. Who who am I to judge? Perhaps <laughs> I. And he tricks, and he also. He, I mean, he did get a lot of press coverage around this like experimental surgery, so it seemed legit. He did work at like the best totally. hospital in Sweden, yeah, and had like five cell phones because he was like, oh, I work at all these different hospitals, and I, you know, she. Pro- like there was there was some validators you know right. yeah to back him up if she did a google search 
I mean, they let that guy, Dr. Death, do spinal surgery on people for years. You know, it's like, and there's really nothing funny about that, but it's just wild to listen to the podcast. And, um, you know, there's a show on Peacock, which actually is pretty good. Which is actually really good. Yeah. Um, The second season is going to be about this other doctor, the one who did the fake tracheas. So they're doing like, I am sat for season two of Dr. Death. I'm sat. I'm available. I will be watching. Um, But it's just, it's just crazy. It's like what men in particular can kind of get away with where it's like, well, he had a really powerful validator at this one hospital. And we guess we all just thought he could do spinal surgery, even though we watched him do it and were personally horrified and vomiting because of how badly he did it. We're like, well, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, man, I could start a cult. You guys are kind of dumb. <laughs> like it might be kind of easy to start a we cult. Could, we could absolutely or be do a it. surgeon, I guess. I, you I know? love the thing with Dr. Death and this guy, Trachea guy. Like, you really realize that the higher up you go in the job market, kind of the less they check. And yeah. if you <laughs> like, yeah, like exactly. I have to I have to submit like a resume and a bunch of references to work at Burger King or whatever, but I could just walk <laughs> into the Swedish hospital and be yep. like like, uh, buongiorno, it's me, uh, Polly Macaroni. Greg at Johns Hopkins says you're great. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. And at one point he was like, well, did you even look at like my files of what I did in Russia? And they were like, no, we couldn't get access. And he's like, exactly. So you don't even know how. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't, you don't speak Russian? Too bad for you. Because this is very says, complimentary. In the world. Yeah, it says. With his bare hands. Um, and yeah, that's how good I am. And yeah, Russian for A plus. <laughs> the Netflix doc on that is really good. The definitive watch on it, you know, there is an episode of the con that's pretty good, but I think the Netflix doc gets into gets into all of it. Um, the Love Is One call about Mother God. I have never watched a documentary and immediately thought so quickly. There's going to be a part two to this. <laughs> like it's the. It, it's like it's still, even though she's dead, it's like it's still filmed as the cult is happening now. And mm-hmm. you see, like, oh, these, like, five people very soon are going to have a breakthrough that they were in a cult and did a horrible thing. And they haven't yeah. reached that point yet. And okay, I'm going to so start I it today. I have to recommend it. People asked me to, to talk about it if I thought it was good. Uh, probably my favorite cult watch of the year. Ooh. Uh, it's up there with... Um, the Deep End, the doc that came out last year about Teal Swan's cult. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that one. You have to. Um, I listened to the podcast about her, but I don't think I've watched the documentary. I will put it on the list. Yes. After that podcast, Teal Swan herself hired a documentary team and a cult (laughs) investigator to prove that she was not running a cult. She gave them full (laughs) access. Uh, did all these interviews with the like investigator, these psych teams, the documentary crew, like let them look at everything. Uh, and as they're making the documentary, they slowly are all like, oh yeah, no, she's definitely, (laughs) you know, to paraphrase a great tweet, my, I'm not running a cult t-shirt is raising a lot of questions already answered (laughs) by my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And in the middle of it, it's like the crew and everyone is like, Teal, it is a cult. Like, these are our findings. And she loses it, kicks them all out. And so they do like four episodes and it has to end, but it's so clear. And the Love is One doc has like that level of background and video where it's like they were recording everything they did. Every single thing they did as a cult, they did to this woman who they viewed as God. It's all written down. It's all filmed. And, I mean, that's yeah. like with the twin flames where everything, where all of the, mm-hmm. it was all on Zoom. So they have Zoom. all the Zooms <laughs> of them being like, you're trans. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no like, you're you trans now. No, you are. No, I don't think I am. <laughs> Your name is Dan. <laughs> like, and the thing about the twin flames that I love, and it's so easy to watch a show and sit at home and be like, I would never get tricked by by these people. Yeah. And yeah. I want to be generous. Uh, and the whole point is that obviously they're preying on vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that. The Twin Flames couple, Jeff and Shalea, are so uncharismatic. It's I cannot believe. And like I was watching it and I was like, 
this makes Keith Ranieri look like a god. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I cannot believe that people are into Jeff. Jeff. Like at least I'm like he, what he has no riz. He has no like he's it's, horrible. Half it's their crazy. Videos, them being like we're rich and you're broke, idiots. <laughs> yes. And they don't even seem to like each other that much. It's no. like, how, what is happening? It's like, you guys are watching these two play out their loving Twin Flames relationship and you believe that Twin Flames exist after observing these after two weirdos? Yeah. I, it's, again, I'm trying to maintain a generosity of, of heart and spirit, but it's like, these two are some of the weirdest lumps of clay, like, unseasoned mashed potatoes I've ever seen. What well, is happening? I like, at least Keith... Like, look, this is not a Keith Ranieri stan account, but like, at least <laughs> Keith uh, did, like, we like, had like the volleyball. <laughs> like, he yeah. had some kind of, like, a little bit of style. A little style. Of, he, like, like you know, yeah. he was weird. Eye contact, really intense eye contact, you know. Yeah. Saying, yeah. Oh, you're so pretty. What a decent yeah. haircut, like, you know, sure. Like, well, you're ugly and lucky that I even give you advice. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, yeah. I. <laughs> Because I remember watching the Nexium documentaries and being like, who would ever fall for this? And now I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, really, if you're willing to lie to people, people are so desperate for, like, certainty and guidance and help and, you know, comfort and to not feel lonely and scared. Man, if if you're willing to lie, that's all you need. That's all you need. And then you can just mm-hmm. be Jeff screaming at people and calling his wife fat and being like, we're the greatest, most epic couple of all time. Yeah. And I, that's another one where I do think we're going to get a part two because yeah. they like apparently had their baby and they've oh my just, God. In, a, in weird ways, gotten even stronger and bigger as these documentaries have come out because they've all just like tightened up with all the backlash. Right. They're so not dead makes... or in prison. Like they're just nope. still doing yeah. it. And technically not really breaking the law because they're like, our cult's totally on Facebook and Zoom. What are we doing? Like, just close your computer screen I if mean, you like it. Well, they do. They If they want to stay out of prison, they should stop having people come live at True. their house and work they for free. They should stop having <laughs> yes. free, like, people come live with them for free and do their laundry and take care of everything. They should stop that part. Yes. Yes. At once. They yeah. should stop and I all hate of it. To give a <laughs> but, you know. I really hate to give cult leaders advice, but... <laughs> But if I had one piece of advice for Jeff and Shalea, like get a little flair, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I look, I don't like Keith at all, but he's, okay. He if has, you say so. <laughs> my t-shirt that says I don't like Keith. No, but I just like, you know, Keith has, Keith has an aesthetic. I Jeff and Shalea have watch, nothing. I think when you watch Love is One, you're going to be an Amy Carlson convert. She is my new <laughs> She she has like not just the style she's I, not more evil than Keith but like a similar just level of self obsession and just inability to see anyone else as worthy of it like of of like generosity <sighs> anything she abandoned like three children uh she she straight up just like left them at her sister's house they all had dinner one day and she just was kind of like uh you know i realized that like love is my higher calling and i am a mother god and they were like okay amy see you tomorrow kids up (laughs) very very loving of you and have a blast uh pissing off the entire island of hawaii yeah she used to like work at mcdonald's she like did all this stuff and then basically she just got really into like a group of kids who love fish and the grateful dead too much started doing acid and shrooms all the time smoking pot drinking and realized that like if she just gave them all a little bit of motherly guidance they would (laughs) oh man take care of her and she does it and then slowly she like obviously starts dating a lot of the like younger guys in the group and she tells them that they well there's really just one at first and she's like your father god uh, and that's why you're so important to this mission, your father God. Uh, and then a few months later, a hotter guy comes and she's <laughs> like, well, wait a second. I've had a revelation. There are two mother, there are two father gods. Uh, and th- so your father God <laughs> of time, and this is the father God of the universe. Okay, <laughs> Madeline Lengel, get a grip. <laughs> but then an even hotter guy came. And then... <laughs> 
my god she's so lucky yeah there's literally <laughs> all these like hot guys who are like you're telling me i can live here for free and do meth and like you aren't gonna care and she's like yeah all you have to do is make some facebook videos and they're like yeah yeah i'm down uh and oh. then the third father god is the one who like basically ends up killing her and okay spoiler i haven't watched it yet <laughs> oh i thought everybody knew she died that's like the whole reason they no, made I, I, I she did died. know that she died but but i thought that she died of like cancer or something well but i was like fine. oh i can't wait to find out how she died <laughs> well, i mean you'll see it's all right all right see. it's not as clear cut as i'm making he's obviously not in jail because he's in he, you know he's <laughs> oh boy yeah Amazing. so that's i think well, there's gonna be a part two i have definitely been nestling up with all of my favorite just like cult and crime docs uh there was another one that just came out on stars and max uh that is about um it's like uh the first lutheran church i did want to mention this one because no one is talking about it I'm literally only going to be able to find this by looking at my phone and seeing <laughs> what I recently watched because it's one of those weird cult docs that like is on Max but was originally by Stars but because it aired on A and E they're able to put it on Max. Oh, so it's not on but it's weird. It's about this just like it's kind of um if you saw Shiny Happy People on uh, on Amazon, it's sure kind does. of an extension of that church. Um, oh no not the way down it's it's literally about just like a fundamentalist church that still exists today uh but it gets into um they run those schools that they sent paris hilton to <laughs> oh like, yeah those horrible like, like militaristic like yeah. teen academies yeah like it's camps. the church that runs all of those schools and it gets into just like how they created this crazy foundation and network of schools where they basically hide kids uh, and it interviews a lot of ex-students and it's really good and I'm gonna film Oof. it so I'm gonna record myself saying the name of it later so we can cut it in here <laughs> uh, but that was another one that that I, I watched last weekend there's just so many good scammer and cult docs right now so that that's my cozy watch too well you know it's like they won't raise the minimum wage and so now everybody has to run a scam has to run that's a scam. the that's the economy now god bless so. them yeah I mean, I the prophet. I oh, it's gonna bother me so much. It's, it's so. Like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I just feel like once they start to tell you that you need to go out and recruit more people to sell the whatever it is leggings yeah. the leggings or oh, the or the you know zoom seminars or mm -hmm. whatever it was that nexium did the like whatever fake were they just like self-help tapes yeah they were like yeah, yeah. i mean as, like so a, as soon as that smash. happens why are you not like oh you know like how Pass. do we not <laughs> yeah. like you know what I think I might be in a cult. <laughs> do do other people not ravenously consume <laughs> podcasts and documentaries about this? No. Yeah. I guess not. I guess not. I, yeah. When I was watching the the Twin Flames ones, I was like, you guys, the, uh, did you miss it? Did you not watch Seduced? You should watch <laughs> Seduced. Um... Yeah. But they're like, you know selling a vision of what your life could be which i'm sure is really like attractive yeah. if you're in a place in your life that is really bad and i think like the the lula wrote documentary is like a good example of that where it's like a, a lot of the women who ended up selling those leggings had a very like you know very domestic life again that's not an insult but you yeah. know just like we're at home a lot and you know and it that really provided them with a way to like have an outward facing thing to do so yeah. i can see why that was like yeah, I could be like an entrepreneur from my home and I can still maintain like close relationships with my family. I'm not like working outside of the home so I can still be close with my family and all that stuff, but still like have this thing. Yeah. And it's like, nope, it was just ugly, gross leggings. That yeah. It's also, it, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> with, with the LuLaRoe stuff uh, and really kind of all these pyramid schemes where you're selling a product that are kind of less culty where, you know, Jeff and Shalea are selling you an idea, <laughs> mm -hmm. but like 
people are, but no, they're all the same. People are looking for a community, which is like the same as QAnon. Like people are looking yeah. for mm-hmm. a group of people that they can talk to. And yeah, it's That's, devastating. Yeah. It's which, just yeah. devastating. The Insurrectionist Next Door, a great doc that came out this year uh, about QAnon and people who got arrested in January 6th and sort of how they ended up in the cult of QAnon. Uh, it's made by Nancy Pelosi's daughter, which is interesting because she just kind of goes up to people and is like, so you wanted to kill my mom. What's up with that? We talk about it. Uh, and they want to talk about it with her because they are so lonely. They are like, please come into my house. Talk to me. You want to talk to me? Uh, and the I almost got jury duty for a January 6th defendant. <laughs> I got called for jury duty and um, and I went in and and they were like, you know, you have to go through voir dire where they ask you questions to see whether or not they want to pick you for the jury. Um, and I used to work at uh, at an organization called Indivisible. It's this huge, like very progressive um, grassroots organization. Um, I don't work there anymore, to be clear, but at the time I did. And I was like, no chance I'm getting picked for this jury. And the January 6th guy's lawyer was like, you hate Donald Trump, don't you? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I mean, if that's the question at issue in this trial, then no, I cannot be fair because I do hate Donald Trump, but I don't think he's here. <laughs> like, I don't think Donald <laughs> Trump is here. And the guy who was uh, standing trial had been accused and he was later convicted, but he was accused of stealing a coat rack and a bottle of whiskey out of a member of Congress's office. <laughs> and ultimately, the lawyer, his lawyer determined I could not be impartial in the case that I was not selected for the January 6th insurrectionist uh, jury. Shocking, I know, but you know. Uh, uh, And the documentary I was mentioning on Max is called Let Us Pray. Pray is spelled P-R-E-Y. Let Us Pray. Spooky! Spooky. And it's about survivors uh, of the IFB church. There's like four episodes. It's really good. It goes into how they built those schools. Let Us Pray. Spooky. There we go. Spooky, spooky. Oh my gosh. We, we're coming up on the end here. I feel like we've given people a lot of great things to watch while they like rot on their couches. The Veg out. Time. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, yeah. But, but is there one last, one last recommendation you want to give the people? Can I do two? Because yeah. Lindy reminded me that. As many I, as one. Okay. Lindy reminded me that I did watch Jury Duty this year, which is one of the uh, top shows of 2023, I guess. I think I, time means according to, to me the listicle that, <laughs> yeah. listicle that I read. <laughs> and I will just say that show was so good. It was very sweet and it was very, really, really funny. And I know that the main guy, uh, Ronald, is still working out his feelings about being tricked to the level that he was tricked. But it's very cute that he has since like become good friends with James Marsden. It's a wonderful yeah. show. And he got an overall uh, deal with Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. And he got $100,000. So shouts to Ronald. Um, but it was one of the few shows where that I felt like uh, it really made me feel, I, I just like to watch shows. Like, ha- having formerly worked in politics, it's really difficult for me to watch any show that is like, again, a cutting satire on our times. It's like, I already do that. Like during the day, I don't want to spend my evenings also doing that. So Jury Duty was really great for that purpose. And then the other show that was also very good for this purpose is Abbott Elementary. It's like one of the few shows that I actually make sure I watch every week because it's just so pleasant and so nice. And like one of the funniest shows in a really long time. So those are my top two favorite shows of the year. I didn't watch anything serious uh, for the last 365 days. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> those are both good Christmas watches. I'll do two since Megan did two. Yeah. Everyone has to watch Southside, which is not new. Um, and it's over, I think. Yeah. I but I feel like not enough people talked about it to me <laughs> and watched it. I feel like I've never yeah. seen anything as good in my life. I've never laughed harder. Everyone needs to watch Southside and then um, please resurrect it and bring it back to me. Um, <laughs> and then if I'm being really honest about what am I watching this holiday season? Well, a little show I found by accident on Amazon um, from, I think, 2015 called <laughs> Victorian Slum House, <laughs> which is where they recreated a Victorian slum in London and then they made modern people live in it. <laughs> Amazing. And, and I'm in. And I'm in. It, it's incredible. And they like, they have to, it's really funny because they make them do Victorian slum jobs. 
such as like fishing for eels in the mud and then but then they make them go out on the street of modern london and try to sell the eels (laughs) for 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 tuppence or whatever Uh, oh it's so good and they sort of like stratify these people by class so like they all live in the slums but some of them are forced to just like eat shit and like never (laughs) like never succeed like they just like there's this one family where the they just like can't uh they're the ones that have to sell the eels and then there's like another family where and like no one buys the eels and then they're like okay sorry now your kids don't have shoes or whatever and then like the producers are just torturing this one family and then there's another family where it's like the dad is a tailor so then in the next episode they get like a bigger slum apartment (laughs) and then there's another family that's a single mom and two kids and they just like leave the show after the first episode because they're like (laughs) we can't do this at all good for them yeah Uh, that would be me that would absolutely be me so good and then there's like a whole part where they make the kids go to school uh because the rich people of London are like, the kids shouldn't be working in their father's tailor shop or whatever. So they make the kids go to school. And then at school, they're like, kids should learn a trade. So then the kids are just like sewing at school for no money. And they're like, can we go home and help dad? Uh, incredible. I learned this- so much. Is what? that legal? Is this show okay, legal? Okay, it's a, such a good question. I yeah. ask myself every episode because, like, the children are hungry because they're like, yeah, we didn't oh sell God. enough heels. There's no food this week. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I, it's England, so maybe. I, yeah. I don't know how they made it. I don't know. Who who can say? <laughs> but I wow. enjoyed who can say if the children consumed food but i enjoyed consuming the episodes and that's well, i think every well, listen, everyone Doritos. listening everyone listening is sold on it i on gave i'm described. literally gonna check this show out like and just put it on while i work the rest of the day yes you'll love it if you're me uh, <laughs> oh my god uh you know i i'm gonna give you some quick homework uh, obviously you need to get into make sure you're caught up on uh the crown because we get our final season the last part of all of it uh is out this week so i will be drinking and watching that decadent wonderful show this this weekend and tweeting through the end of it i um, hope it <laughs> does it have the part where they the first person they called was the fake trachea doctor because that's the thing that he just said in the documentary yes he did say they they did not include that uh that they had the fake trachea doctor and he could have saved princess diana but But he he got there he just Just got too late a little too late uh Mm, that was not in the crown uh you know they should have they should have but but we'll be you know maybe there will be a reference in this last part uh they do get into kate middleton meeting uh, you know, what's his face? The bald one. Ugh, uh, ugh. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I also am going to ask you to keep watching The Curse. We're going to be talking about that in a future episode. Uh, Below Deck Mediterranean is still going. And guess what? I have some controversial opinions because I am no longer Team Captain Sandy. And Ooh. listeners, I know that's a big one. That's a big twist for you. You you two don't have any idea what that means. <laughs> I have yeah, watched five to six episodes of Below Decks and I loved it, but it's I don't. It's a great show. I am obsessed with Captain Sandy spinoff and Captain Sandy. We're I, we're not friends right now. I'm not loving <gasps> what she's doing this season, even though she is my hero, my icon, my mentor. But I just, girl, I need you to calm down a bit and not kick everyone off the boat because they did a shot with some like. But we'll we'll get into all of that. <laughs> Lindy, Megan, thank you so much for joining me. Where can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at the Lindy West, or you can subscribe to my Substack, which is called, unfortunately, Butt News. <laughs> which I How named. How do I follow that? <laughs> I named it before I thought I would ever use it. And then now that's the name. <laughs> and now late. a bunch of people follow it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, I only have normal handles, social media handles. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at important M E A G A N. That's where I'm at. And, and many you links can, to our podcast. Please are follow at all our of those podcast. locations. Our yeah, podcast is fun. called Text Text Me Back, and it's really yes. funny. Go listen to Text Me Back. Thank you so much for joining me. TV Club, you have so much to watch and listen to because I just told you to listen to podcasts. So ha. But <laughs> thank you for listening to me. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. 
Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios. It's kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.